0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Crypto Unstacked podcast where we cover everything from crypto finance to global macro. I'm your host, Leslie Lam. This week, I chat with Ben Lakoff, co-founder of Charged Particles. Charged Particles is a smart wallet that allows users to turn their favorite NFTs into yield generating investments. Ben helps us to unstack this new class of charged NFTs and how it can be used to drive NFT financialization. Users can configure charged NFTs for a variety of use cases, from loans to virtual geocaching. We also explore what it's like growing and learning from the Discord community. You might even learn a thing or two about some of the fun virtual world activities being hosted. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, Ben. Welcome to Crypto Unstacked. It's so great to have you on the show.
1: Hi, Leslie. Excited to be here. Thanks for having me on.
0: I am sitting down with a fellow podcaster today. Ben, you host the Alt Asset Allocation podcast. And as I understand, the world of alternative investments is what initially opened the door for you to the land of crypto. And the way I think about alternative assets is like an amalgamation of investment misfits (laughs) that don't (laughs) fall into one neat category. Oh, yeah. Um, So what about this class of assets is so fascinating to you that has led you to dedicate a full podcast to exploring it?
1: Yeah, well, good question, and I love it. I'm a bit of an odd duck, I guess, in terms that, like, for my 16th birthday i asked for stocks in, instead of presents so i've been investing in the traditional markets for a long time i mean i'm 34 now about midway through my professional career started getting more interested in these these investments outside of the traditional world and yeah i'm just fascinated by the different offerings obviously love crypto and then within crypto there's nfts and all sorts of other sub niches crypto is just one category within the broader alternative investments and yes it's a misfit the way i define it is anything that's outside of Stocks and bonds and cash, basically.
0: As you alluded to today, we're going to be talking about NFTs, specifically the financialization of NFTs, which it seems like this niche is headed towards already. It's really quite crazy how fast even a fringe, quote unquote, part of the industry can be moving. But I always like to ask people, you know, are you a reformed skeptic or a devout enthusiast when it comes to nfts uh, does the fascination around tokenizing collectibles remind you of a memory or experience from childhood
1: yeah so i think there's a few th- parts to that question so one i think there's a bit of a semantics issue with nfts so nfts is non fungible token which is a a token that is not Fungible. So yes, that sounds like I've just moved around the words and it's silly, but what is a fungible token? Well, a fungible token is one equals one. And really the only true like fungible token is something like a privacy coin that has a clean history every time you touch it uh, within the crypto world. So that would mean that everything else has this aspect of non-fungibility. A uh, Bitcoin sent from a a scammers address or a blacklisted address has a bit more non-fungibility versus like a cleanly minted Bitcoin, right? The value might be a little bit different. So this categorization of non-fungible tokens is so broad that it kind of gets us in trouble. So am I a reformed critic within like the digital art, crypto art crypto collectible category? Yes, perhaps. And the reason is I never grew up with art as an investment within my family. I'm a fundamental analysis, equity analyst, sort of by trade So understanding the future cash flows and not that this thing has value because I declare it to have value. So for me personally, maybe I'm just a little uh, thick headed, but it took me a long time to get around the idea of gold as a store of value, as Bitcoin, as a potential store of value, as art, as a store of value. So of course it takes me some time to like cross this chasm to understand that any sort of collectible or art, let alone crypto collectibles or crypto art could hold and retain value and be worth something
0: actually i didn't ask you earlier what was that stock that you got for your 16th birthday
1: <laughs> uh, a couple uh i've actually i've divested some of them and changed and changed them around but i know that johnson johnson was one of them my hold time on that is like nearly 20 years at this point which is crazy <laughs> it's a
0: portfolio favorite for value investors yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. No, I mean, they were like big name ones uh, that I I knew about, like P&G was one because I used whatever the toothpaste was, Crest or Colgate, stuff like that.
0: I feel like that's how people might look to invest in something like an NFT as well, where they go, hey, I'm an artist, or I like looking at digital art. Let's Have a look at what type of asset I can actually invest in and call myself a a crypto participant by way of NFTs, right? You're taking something that you're familiar with, as you just mentioned, a a toothpaste product saying, hey, I use this every day. There must be some use case or utility. Um, Let's back the company that is manufacturing this toothpaste that I use every day. I feel like there's almost this relationship that people build with an NFT because there is this emotional connection or reason why they get into NFTs.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I think the narrative that's happening right now of giving more back to the artist, the artist taking more control, this creativity connecting with the fans, like I love all of this. But the the other thing that I really love is like you said there's a there's a bunch of people that are jumping into NFTs as kind of their first foray into the crypto world. So it's a bit of a Trojan horse to get more people into crypto and understanding Mm -hmm. what this like broad classification of crypto can offer people, which is really cool.
0: When you look at the NFT universe today, what are some NFT financial protocols that you're most interested in exploring?
1: yeah so back to the semantics things like an nft in a lot of people's minds is crypto art and crypto collectibles but an nft is just a non-fungible token it's a unique token so this unique token can represent a lot of financial things it could be an insurance contract it could be a bond it could be a number of different things so when you start thinking uh, thinking about an nft like that the the options start broadening quite a bit I've been a fan of like MakerDAO and these over collateralized lending products uh, for a, a while now I mean if you've ever tried to take out a loan for a house or or um, anything like that I mean with a few clicks and a smart contract you're able to lock up your ether or wbtc or whatever crypto collateral you want and pull out a loan and die another stable coin so that stable coin is backed by by these other collaterals that have been locked and it's so seamless and easy to do this that it just absolutely blows my mind and whenever anybody says that DeFi is just like smoke and mirrors which maybe there's a lot of it there's a lot of shenanigans happening like just go to make a compound ave and lock up some collateral and take out a loan it's pretty amazing so i look forward to the day that somebody figures out how to do that pretty well with nfts as collateral so um, alex mesmej uh, did this long ago with rocket nft there's some other ones that are doing working on it now. But um yeah, I, I I look forward to and as these NFTs grow in popularity and more people are looking at them being able to use that as collateral and pull out a loan or fractionalize it so more people can own it. Um and and just this confluence of of smart contracts and NFTs, it gets me really excited for sure.
0: Yeah, I hear you. And we're definitely going to talk about and explore some use cases that uh, don't exist today when it comes to the Charged Particles Protocol, but what you hope will iterate down the line as the ecosystem expands. Um, but first to set up the conversation today for our audience, would love to um, get an overview about the Charged Particles Protocol. And according to one of your Medium blog posts, Charged Particles allows NFT holders to turn a standard NFT, an artwork, for example, into a yield generating investment. And the interest generated represents what you guys call a charge and provides a unique token mechanic, creating endless opportunities for creativity. So I'd like to know, what are some of the early conversations you had with the community? Did you find it challenging to explain the vision that you guys had for charged particles in the early days before the advent of, you know, this second NFT wave and before all this new infrastructure started to pop up? What was that experience like early on?
1: Yeah, good explanation of charged particles by the way. You nailed it. It is quite difficult to explain. So uh, backing up a bit. So Rob Secord uh, is the founder. He's He's been thinking about charged particles since late 2019 and talking about it. So we actually have a really good, strong little community that has been sitting in a discord since January, 2020, talking about the concept of charged particles and some of the possibilities. So I met rob last summer in the um, gitcoin kernel virtual accelerator and that's that's where we decided to take charge particles to the next level which as an aside gitcoin kernel they run these virtual accelerators maybe once or twice a year now there's another one opening up probably in the next three months i forget but highly recommended if you're interested in building web3 um, you're a builder you're a, you're a creative. You're just interested in in kind of making this dream of Web three come alive. Join the program, or at least apply. My DMs are always open if you want to discuss a little bit further. But I have nothing but great things to say about that organization and the people behind it. Um, but to your question about explaining like the possibility, so we've had this like core group uh, for. For, for over a year now that has been following the project loving it supporting in any way that they can but recently we launched on mainnet so took it from concept to reality and i think being nft agnostic meaning any nft can be charged up and you can put tokens inside of it being token agnostic so you can put any token inside of your nft so this can be a yield bearing token Uh, we have integrations with compound and ave or this could be a speculative token this could be a social token this could even be another nft that you put inside of it so i mean the the use cases literally are endless and we've thought of a ton of really cool interesting which is a pun i know mm-hmm. um use cases <laughs> with with the protocol but um we're really looking to the community i mean the the ideas that come from other people are much better than you know us with our small team or community can think of on a, on our own so um yeah that's uh the, there's a lot there that's for sure
0: Yeah. And one thing that we talked about very briefly before hitting the record button today is the why, right? Exploring why a protocol like charged particles needs to be in the ecosystem today. It seems like from hearing you explain the charged particle value stack, if I can call it that, that it's looking to be a building block for future tools that people can use and build on top of. So if someone were to ask you why discharge particles need to succeed, what do you say to that?
1: So obviously I'm I'm biased that I wanted to succeed because this thing is encompassing my entire life, but it really flexes the ability of like the composable nature of DeFi and NFTs in this unique new way. Putting the building blocks together the way that we have with the charge particle protocol allows you to build on this new token mechanic of having an nft that has a yield bearing asset inside of it well this accumulated yield charge call it can trigger something else so just sticking to nft art so you think of a piece of art that is generative art so the art piece is changing based on the yield that's accumulating inside of it or uh, pulling out of art if this accumulated charge in the nft means that you've held that nft for a longer period of time so you can now track how long have you leslie held this nft so maybe more charge in your nft equates to more power within a game more experience within a platform that has to do with supporting artists uh, more voting weight in a DAO. so it gives you this this ability to add this whole new token mechanic that can make things a lot more, I, I keep wanting to say interesting, which is a pun, but uh, you know, th- to, to make these things a lot more dynamic and useful, which we really get excited about.
0: Yeah, let's talk through some of these mechanics that really make this charged particle ecosystem unique and different, right? You talked about the core part of this protocol, which is the charge, but there's also this time lock component to it, right? That makes it such that the creator of the NFT has a lot of flexibility when it comes to programming the interest that is accrued to the NFT. Is that correct?
1: Correct. So time lock just means that you view that this NFT is a container or a basket, and the things you put inside of it are either able to be removed from that basket or not. So if I create this piece of artwork and I fill it full of a 1,000 bin tokens, well, there's no liquid market for bin tokens. I've just created these. So maybe I time lock it for a year. So if somebody buys this piece of artwork, they buy it with the bin tokens inside of it but these bin tokens I can't remove them for it until that one year time lock expires so it it I I mean I really think that well I, I I'm pretty bullish on social tokens I think we're we're figuring out a lot of these things but the ability for uh, creators to use charge particles as it with their social tokens so create a social token fill up an nft full of your social tokens, time lock it for six months until you figure out you know what you want to do with these social tokens mm. but then you this nft can hold other assets as well so you could you could put a thousand die in your uh, nft that's converted to a die and in earning interest as well time like that for six months so it gives you a lot of these building blocks and at the protocol level i mean we have another aspect that we didn't build into the ui but like burn to release so for me to pull out these bin tokens and the abe adai even after that time lock has expired i have to destroy that nft to pull these things out there's a lot there there's a lot of potential for creativity for these creators that previously wasn't really possible
0: Are you speaking to a couple social token creators in terms of how they might be looking to integrate with the Charge Particles protocol already?
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, So we just went live with that last weekend before our event last Tuesday. So every three weeks on Tuesday, we do a large metaverse event. Uh, So this last one was in both CryptoVoxels and Decentraland. Our first one was just in CryptoVoxels. Our first one, we had like over 2,000 people. So wow. one of the biggest metaverse parties to date. If you've ever been in a Crypto Voxels gallery with 2,000 people, it's, uh, it's insane. So every three weeks, we're kind of releasing a, a massive batch of upgrades. So this last one was the ability to deposit any ERC 20 token, so this includes social tokens this could include LP tokens uh liquidity provider tokens to a place like Uniswap and then the next one will be uh depositing NFTs so these are all possibilities from the protocol we just kind of rip them out of the UI to make it a little bit more user friendly because there's a lot there so trying to put it in, in a, a bit of a, a intentional thoughtful way. So yeah, the next one is April 6th and should be bigger than the last and a really good time.
0: So what happens in these metal verse parties? Like I imagine, you know, 2000 floating avatars. How do you group everyone together? Is there a keynote for five minutes <laughs> with an avatar speaking? How does it work? I haven't joined one before.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, basically, exactly that. We actually partner with Token Smart for the audio, so we do host the audio in their Discord, which is crazy. I mean, thousand people in their Discord or whatever—it's just bonkers. So we do the audio there, the chat there, uh, and then the avatars are, like you said, kind of floating around in in these virtual worlds. So two community members, and I'll just give shout outs to these guys because they're awesome. A guy by the name of Richard Dixon and Spike are both members from our community that have built out these locations. So uh, Richard Dixon has built a custom 3D art gallery. This time he expanded, so it's like two buildings connected by a sky bridge. So it's literally a virtual art gallery. So uh, all these avatars are walking around, looking at art. We're like hiding little things around and you can buy the art directly in the virtual art gallery and there's awesome music imt has been crushing it on the music so uh, the music the mc our community manager mango and the token smart team are absolutely just killing it to make it a really really cool event where you're walking around there's raffles there's giveaways there's poops which are proof of attendance protocol uh, nfts and then Spike has recently joined our community, well, in the past like three months or whatever. But he built out a whole stage, uh, like a like a concert stage in Decentraland. So we had like a massive dance party over in Decentraland with tons of people. So it's a uh, it's kind of choose your flavor, you know. You want to like, um, well, there's still people dancing in the Crypto Voxels one, but uh, yeah, we're we're kind of flexing the potential for each one of these parties and they're super cool and we have this last one we had nine unique artists uh, like releasing exclusive art drops so i mean it is all about the artists and like the amazing work that they're creating and each of them kind of have their own flair. So you have a bunch of social tokens locked in another, you have interest bearing assets locked in another, you have different sorts of art. So um, we try to definitely mix fun uh, because it's a metaverse event and we're all tired of sitting in our homes with quarantine and stuff and really highlighting the artists and the creatives as well as like the potential of the charged particle protocol and allowing artists to do crazy new innovative things with their artwork, which is already amazing. But you know, it adds that extra layer of awesomeness that I think is pretty cool.
0: Speaking of fun, I think um, when it comes to fun possibilities of what people can do with the charged particles protocol down the line, in one of these metaverse parties is something that you wrote about, which is virtual geocaching. I think I'm saying that, oh, w- that yeah. word correctly. No. Perfect. Where you yeah. talked about treasure hunts for hidden particles, doing a game within a metaverse party or a game in and of itself, right? It's stacking these sort of babushka dolls almost <laughs> um, <laughs> in the way you experience the utility of this creative protocol.
1: Oh, yeah. So, I mean, geocaching in the real world, non-metaverse, non-NFT is like a location-based, you hide basically a little treasure box and people try to find it. That's it. So the idea of doing this within a metaverse is you hide this virtual treasure box, this NFT, but with charged particles, you can actually put some, so I, I could put a hundred thousand dollars into an NFT it's converted to the yield bearing equivalent so that's earning a lot of interest well i hide this within a metaverse and then i set up custom mechanics that whoever finds this can discharge can pull out the accumulated interest and then rehide the nft so i still own that nft i still own the principal that $100,000 but whoever finds it can can pull out the accumulated interest to to that to date so it's kind of a it's a really uh cool way we're we're definitely going to do it at some point um but uh yeah and i'm excited to see that pop up at some point but if if you get excited about the idea of nft geocaching uh in probably uh in two or three more of these events so six or nine weeks from now um kind of the the, the 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 plan with this is each artist group that's presenting at one of these events that we do every three weeks is being grouped as a team and each one of these groups each one of these teams will uh <laughs> be uh fighting against each other i guess uh in a virtual thunderdome that is really uh, we definitely have to be on layer two because you're you're basically charging up teams and and betting on them and there's 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 a lot going on that we we can't wait so uh, is it, we are rapidly advancing toward layer two as as well as a number of other uh uh priorities but uh as soon as that goes live then we can kind of tackle the more game aspect of potentials with charged particles because if you're doing a a ton of transactions, you're charging this, you're betting on that, you're accumulating interest in this, pulling it out there and putting it there. That's not very fun when you're paying $150 a transaction. Um, But it is what it is.
0: So if you're interacting with the protocol today, I don't know if this is a fair question, but on average, how much are you paying in fees as a user?
1: it depends i mean so to create an nft we're actually not charging any fees right now so um and it's a relatively light contract so it's it's the same cost or cheaper to most other nft platforms like we don't have like this lazy minting no fee nft creation but um if you actually are creating an nft on the blockchain we're probably cheaper um And then the more expensive part is putting tokens inside of it. So this depends on the gas price at the time. You know, we in our docs we have like the the gas by hour chart. So with these sorts of things, like put it in at a lower gas cost. You're you're not a trader. Put it in at a 150 guay or 100 guay late at night, and it will go through, and it's less expensive. But um, probably Mm -hmm. to approve and deposit tokens uh if they're interest bearing uh is probably about a hundred hundred bucks or so so it is pricey you know if you're just trying to put five dollars into an nft it, it it's not the protocol for you uh until we get to layer two but I mean if you're putting a hundred thousand bucks in uh, or something like that um it's it's kind of a small rounding error and it's it you think about these gas costs as only slightly above the gas cost to do them on layer one at the lower level. So minting an NFT, yeah, it's kind of the same. Depositing tokens on Aave, yeah, it's kind of the same. Until those bigger costs are lowered, uh, there's not much we can do, and it's just part of interacting with the protocol. You've got gas fees.
0: And for our DeFi listeners who are tuning into this episode, I think something they would be keen to hear about is how they can use this protocol for something that you call combine harvesting and farming on multiple protocols. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, sure. So there's a few things about farming with the charged particles protocol. So one is we will release a governance token at some point. Um, We will release the majority of it through liquidity mining programs to the community. And we've released a lepton which is a yield multiplying nft so the idea of putting this nft within your nft that you're liquidity mining and this lepton gives you a rewards boost this is already live which is really cool but we haven't released a lot of details on the liquidity mining programs but we're really excited to announce those and get these leptons in use that's for sure so that's one aspect but i think what you're referring to is the idea i mean you have this this nft well you can put a lot of different collateral inside of it you can put a lot of different assets so i could put a bunch of dai a bunch of usdc a bunch of wbtc in my nft that is converted to the a token equivalent so through ave so it's earning interest there but then i could also put a bunch of those same assets and convert them into C tokens through compound so this is integrated it's actually it's not in the ui yet so both of these assets are earning different yield streams and earning compound tokens for instance so you're earning a bunch of different assets to this one basket so then you can transfer this entire basket with one click right because it's so it makes for the transfer of this like yield farming basket of tokens pretty darn easy, which opens up the door for using this big basket as collateral for a loan or or as something else, which we're really excited to kind of tease out with developers that are interested. So if you have a financial use case that you're excited about, uh, jump in our Discord, message me, DM me on Twitter. Uh, We've got a lot of ideas, and we're always looking for little tactical teams to kind of take these things to the next level.
0: Yeah, at the top of our conversation, you mentioned that one of the big things that you would hope for for the charge particles protocol is to increase the composability. For example, on the lending side uh, within DeFi, which seems to be one of the primary use cases right now, given the efficiency of being able to take out a loan. And as the ecosystem grows and you think about the success of the charge particles protocol, what else within the DeFi ecosystem, on the infrastructure side, would you like to see develop and mature even further to accelerate the growth and adoption of the charge particles protocol?
1: Yeah, I think layer two options or lower gas costs would be would be really helpful i mean this is kind of why we're looking towards financial use cases is um, if you're a little bit more price inelastic you don't mind you know you transcend the gas costs associated with every transaction so i mean at, at the dap level like being able to give artists a lot more control we have some unique aspects of like artist royalties where a portion of the interest always goes back to the artist or a percentage of the resale always goes back to the artist. So th- there's amazing aspects like that within the art app. But at the protocol level, I mean, if we can somehow figure out gas fees in a little bit more user friendly way, whether it be layer two or whatever, then it gives us a lot more possibilities of when you're interacting so much with the the smart contracts, not paying so much in gas.
0: As we wrap up our conversation here. I would love to just talk about like a a very fun note, which is as you look back at how much your community has grown, are there any fun stories or funny stories that you can share about you know your time with the discord community up until this point um, you know you mentioned your interactions within the metaverse parties that you guys have hosted and will continue to host um, what other Uh, things come to mind when you think about the charged particles uh, community.
1: I I just am constantly blown away at the community involvement. And this is something that I say often to people who are saying, you know, I don't know how to get involved with crypto and like, I'm not a dev, so I don't know how I can help out. Like the number of people that just kind of jump in your discord start being helpful, start raising their hands and saying, you know, how can I help? What can I do to help? I, I'm, I'm passionate about this project. I don't know what it is you guys are looking for, but this is what I can offer. Is this helpful? Is just it's just so amazing and i know it's a bull market and everybody's happy and uh, skipping off into the sunset right now but like <laughs> it and perhaps that changes in a bear market but like it's just so lovely to have these community members raising their hands saying hey how can i help out who can i introduce to have you talked to these guys this is a crazy idea i had i have so many countless numbers of these interactions and And it's not just me, right? It's every person on our team is having these interactions. We're at these hackathons and interacting with the other teams and they're saying, oh my God, this is so cool. I'm working on this, but like, I definitely want to work on charged particles and these are the crazy ideas I have. Yeah. I'm just always blown away at like kind of the community support and offerings to kind of take this thing to the next level and would highly encourage people, listeners, to jump in the discords of your favorite projects and see if you can be helpful in any way.
0: So since you mentioned this twice during your your response there, what is one of the craziest ideas that one of these community members has proposed to you? Whether you think it will work or not, what's something that you remember?
1: I'd say some crazy versions of card games. So I haven't been that into card games like like magic the gathering but the idea of having cards as nfts and being able to charge them up and like having these other attributes involved in them uh, i think is kind of some of the craziest ones and then i think the virtual geocaching might have come from the community as well so there's <laughs> there's really bonkers ones that uh you know are off the wall that i'd love to hear and then there's some that are like hey actually we could do that right now we just need somebody to kind of spearhead it so yeah lots
0: then it was such a pleasure um, learning more about charged particles and uh, hope to bring you on again very soon.
1: Awesome. Leslie, thanks so much for having me.
0: The Crypto Unstacked podcast is meant for informational purposes only and should not be considered as financial or investment advice. Nothing expressed in this podcast should be construed as a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement or offer by Amber Group to buy or sell any financial products. Information expressed by the host or guest in this podcast does not necessarily reflect the views of Amber Group.